Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Master Books Podcast. I'm so excited to be with you today and to have our special guest, Christy Smith. She's a homeschool mom. She's a moderator in the Master Books app. She has a lot of experience with um, an umbrella school, and she's going to share with us today her experience, her experience in homeschool, her experience using Master Books, what her favorite curriculum is, what her favorite non-curriculum book is. So you will just get a chance to see Master Books at Work in her family's life. She will be answering questions, I'm sure, saying things that will answer some of your questions, and we're just going to have a great time. I am giving away a copy of her favorite book, which is Answers for Homeschooling, Top 25 Questions the Critics Ask by Israel Wayne. So be sure and listen to the podcast in full so you can answer questions about it um, when I give the book away in the app and in the Moms of Masterbooks Facebook group. So let's get started. Here at Masterbooks, we are dedicated to help you disciple your children and develop a strong faith as a family. With Pro Bible Homeschool curriculum and beautiful books that honor God as Creator. We offer online courses to help your family worship and serve God. You will also find morning baskets and devotionals for the whole family. Our mission is ink on paper to touch eternity, and we have been publishing Christian books for this purpose since 1975. Find your Pro Bible Homeschool curriculum at masterbooks.com. Well, hi, Christy. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to do this. And thanks for wearing your Master Books t-shirt. I yes, love it. Yes. <laughs> so you're a homeschool mom. I would love for you to tell everybody who's listening about how many kids you're homeschooling, how long you've been homeschooling, and just why you decided to homeschool. Sure. Well, we're starting our 13th year this year for homeschooling. I homeschool three girls a 17-year-old senior this year, um, a 15-year-old junior, and an 11-year-old seventh grader. Um, So I have four daughters. Um, I did not homeschool my oldest, Um, but some of you are familiar with her, Julia Smith. I was a teacher, and I've always wanted to be a teacher, Um, really enjoyed the classroom, wasn't really sure I agreed with homeschooling, Um, and the Lord changed my mind a whole lot. <laughs> um, I was home um, with a four-year-old and a newborn, and my f- second daughter, Sierra, was in kindergarten, mm-hmm. and it was a struggle. Um, I really enjoyed um, homeschooling Kate for K-4, and um, Sierra at K-5 was struggling, and every day she would bring home her Um, schoolwork. And we would redo it at the kitchen table every afternoon. And I could easily just get better work from her um, at home than what was happening all morning. So as we were having a parent-teacher conference, and here I am, the former teacher on the other side of the parent-teacher conference going, this is not working. um, It became clear that should we pursue homeschooling? And it was something that my husband and I started praying about. Really wasn't sure I wanted to start it, but we figured let's try it out. And well, we're still here. Um, (laughs) The first year wasn't really my first year. The first year so hard. I wanted to bring all of my teaching skills and all of my teaching knowledge to home. 
and set up our desks just like a schoolroom. Right. We had bulletin boards. We had the American flag and the Christian flag, and we stood for the pledge. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of that first year, I just really wasn't sure something something needed to change. <clears throat> I had brought home with me from the classroom that Christian school curriculum. Okay. And just it wasn't it wasn't the right fit. So little by little, we just started changing things and got involved with our state um, convention, homeschool convention. And that's what really helped me find um, some help and helped me on the right path to know that, all right, I can do this. And here we still are. And <laughs> I am so thankful that the Lord has had this for my family. I cannot imagine going back into the classroom or sending my daughters to school. Um, we love homeschooling. I'm so glad. And earlier you mentioned your oldest daughter that you did not homeschool, Julia Smith. Mm -hmm. The reason you may have heard of her is she is the instructor for our new Master Books Academy Art for the Home for the High School Student course. Right. So we definitely want you to check that out. If you haven't heard about it, I'll put the link to it in the show notes so you can explore the free preview, but she does an excellent job. And I hope I get to take the course <laughs> soon. I love art. We're going to try it this year too. So oh, even, though, even though she filmed it here at home, uh -huh. it was up in a different room with the door shut. So mm -hmm. we're excited to take it too. She did a great job. It looks very oh, interesting. I'm so glad that even though she wasn't homeschooled, she's immersed in a homeschool family and mm -hmm. now part of helping homeschool children. Well, it's interesting. She always loved the thought that we were homeschooling and she would come home from school, but she was already, there's a gap between my children. So she had already gone to school for so many years. And in 11th grade, she actually said, mom, I think you want, I want you to homeschool me. Oh. But at that time I was just starting um, with my youngest one pulling mm -hmm. her in now for k4 type of and just starting but also having the other two and i just was kind of concerned to homeschool and jump right into 11th grade for high school mm -hmm. i look back now and i wish i knew what i know <laughs> now that it's not that big of a deal but she did finish out her years at our church's christian school okay so Wonderful. And so tell us a little bit about how you found Master Books and how it has worked for you and if the Master Books method is unique compared to what you've used before. Mm -hmm, for sure. Um, well, I mentioned that we started with a Christian school curriculum. That's mm -hmm. I had taught two of the big ones because um, okay. I had taught for seven years and um, brought that home. And it just it's harder to make it work in a homeschool situation. And um, I knew very early on that this just was not working for us. And there was no way that I could teach six, seven subjects a day to each child. Sure. So there were a lot of stressful moments, a lot of, we haven't gotten through the whole day again. What are we going to do? Why is this so stressful? Mm -hmm. And um, little by little, I started making choices. And I found that there was actually curriculum written for homeschool families um, at our convention. Um, and I tried some of them, um, but we were still struggling. Every year I would change a different subject. 
And we were getting closer and closer to where I have landed now, mm -hmm. where our family has been led by the Lord, thankfully. But um, five years into our journey, um, math for my second one was really a struggle. Every day was a battle. Um, tears. Uh, it took hours for me to sit and because it was a, still a Christian school math curriculum. So I had to teach the lesson and then I had to walk her through the paper. And it was just we were not connecting and our relationship was suffering. Sure. Um, I knew by the end of that fifth grade year, something had to change. And I just went online and started Googling and came across this curriculum called Math Lessons for a Living Education. And they had a level six and just prayed about it. I read every testimonial and it <laughs> felt like these moms were living my life. Okay. And even these moms saying how no more tears. And I'm like, that's us right now. We are having <laughs> tears every day. Um, so we switched, we prayed about it and we just decided to try it. And um, it was amazing. Not only did I not have to teach her math, but the book itself spoke directly to her and she understood it. Um, and she would come and say, hey, look, mom, I did my math today. And I didn't even know she was working on math. That was wow. huge. <laughs> so I switched over my fifth grader and my um, second grader to try also. And the next year I knew, okay, for the curriculum, you know, switches that we're making, I am right. switching more to master books. Okay. So my second grader was really, really struggling um, for kindergarten and first grade. Um, what had worked for her older two siblings just did not work for her. Struggling to learn how to read, taking longer to do all those problems. And we would do um, get through four language arts papers and get to math, which was her favorite, mm -hmm. and she was done. So when I switched everything over to her for second grade, um, oh boy, did I see such a change. And that year I started my older two with writing strands also. So they had writing strands and then principles of math. And the second grader all the way through, um, one of our absolute game changer curriculums, which I guess we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. uh, my story for her just, I saw her blossom and open up and she had slowly, and I didn't realize this, slowly been closing off to learning. Oh, it was not fun for her. Mm. And it was a chore. It was a challenge. And I didn't realize I was closing her down. Um, but I started to see her open up and just blossom in her second grade year. Oh, love it. It was just such a blessing. So that next third year, we were all in every subject. Mm -hmm. And I have quite a few of my favorites here behind me that we've used over the years. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a wonderful, wonderful change. I'm so thankful to hear that. And for her, especially, you know, that she mm -hmm. you found God led you to something that really worked for all yeah. your students and especially with the struggles she was having. And I love that it's my story because we haven't talked a lot about my story on the podcast recently. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for you to share some of your favorite curriculum um, choices, why they're your favorite. You chose um, history as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so I can't wait for everyone to hear what you recommend and why you love it so much. 
Well, part of, I think, what worked for our family um, and what made it just our family just gel with Masterbooks was the Masterbooks method. And first of all, having um, the curriculum just based on God's word and such a strong biblical foundation. That is what we wanted from mm -hmm. the very beginning. And we were still always searching for a stronger Bible curriculum. Um, but I didn't really realize that I could get it through all of our other books and through all of our other lessons. Right. Not just so, a Bible curriculum, oh, but in exactly. every. Right. And we were truly living out then Deuteronomy 6, 7. So we were teaching our children diligently and we were talking of the Lord when we were sitting here in our home, when we mm -hmm. were walking by the way, um, each aspect of that verse we started to be able to fulfill. And it was because we had switched with master books. Um, so I had held up my story before, and this was definitely a game changer for my <laughs> second grader. Um, I did go with my story one. I had heard that when you take the placement tests, it was okay to put them down a level, but I'm a mm -hmm. teacher. And I should not have to put my child down a level, <laughs> and that is pride. But oh, the Lord was still working on me and I was still learning how this homeschooling thing works. Mm -hmm. And I wish I would have put her in foundation phonics. Okay. But I thought that we could work it through and I thought that I could catch her up. Um, so I did though, try my story one and mm -hmm. oh, this curriculum, just the short um, lessons were crucial for her with attention span, which I didn't realize is partly what she was struggling with. So attention span and just going through the different communities and taking the journeys, the quests going all around the world. Um, we learned different um, words from different languages. And um, it was her first exposure to the um, word searches. This was a lot of fun. It was a challenge at first, but I would highlight the first letter and mm -hmm. she, one of the moms had recommended highlighters and I'm like, oh, let's try that. And the highlighters worked great. Um, one of the things we loved to do when we would go through the lesson is I would pull up more pictures and we would dig deeper into these countries because most of them I knew nothing about. Okay. So we would do some extra learning together. And she loved it. This became the curriculum she grabbed, the book she grabbed every morning, first thing. As soon as I said, all right, go get your first book. Always my story. I love that. And, oh, she just loved it. And we would cuddle up on the couch. So see, more and more, I was getting away from the, you have to sit in your desk and this has to look like school. And I was more and more embracing that we are homeschooling. Um, yeah, it just worked so well for her. And I love it also that on all through, um, Craig Froman just points back to the Lord. And there's even little devotionals through. So here talking about even the specialness of moms and mm -hmm. Proverbs 31 and how he um, said, we're going to talk about a good wife and mother. And because the country we were learning about was winter. So we were talking about snow. And so it's each lesson he brings in scripture and um, points back to the Lord. 
So the country, you were learning about a country or a season in a particular country? We were. We were learning about, so the, the first one was, it was Antarctica. Brr, it's cold outside. So we started talking about that and all of the different cultural things with um, Antarctica and living in the cold. And what is it like? There's actually a church. There's churches in Antarctica. That's great. Um, so we were reading about that. And then he does get to, so um, Proverbs 31, she extends her hand to the poor. She reaches, yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. So each country that you learn about, he brings back around to scripture. I love so. that. Craig is one of our editors and he's been around for many, many years at Masterbooks and New Leaf Publishing Group. And he's got the gentlest spirit and the mm -hmm. lightest heart. And he has produced so many, written so many great curriculum choices for geography and history oh. and social studies for yeah. the elementary students. So we recommend you check all of those out. I will link to them in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. So that was one of our really favorite ones. And then, of course, after that was America's Story and this one, just right away, you feel the heart of Angela O'Dell and the way she weaves history, tells history woven with a biblical worldview. Um, and she's not afraid to deal with those hard concepts mm -hmm. and to say that there's times we did things wrong. We're a sinful people. We need the Lord every day. Right. And um, but just a wonderful course. So we've gone all the way through the America story and now we're almost all the way through world story. Wonderful. So, so both um, the My Story series is three units, K, two. one and two. Oh, yes. yes. And then America's story is also three units, one, two and three. Mm -hmm. And then, as you mentioned, when the student finishes that, they start with world story, which right. is world history. Right. Right. And I, I really like that one, too, because once again, we're building on um, all of the different cultures and we're going and we're going through. I have world story up here. And um, so this year we're doing the Middle Ages. Um, I love the timeline that goes with them and the way Angela O'Dell has them think through and apply what they're learning. They're not fill in the blank questions. They're not true false. Um, but the questions, especially like with the map studies, um, really getting them to think and apply what they've learned. Um, this was really neat for my older two. We hadn't come across this kind of history before. And um, before they had done a little bit more classical. So it was just all memorizing dates, memorizing um, important people and I knew they could memorize, but when we switched to world story, this mm -hmm. was a challenge. Okay. They, they had to read and understand and they had to think it through and apply it. And I saw my girls, I, I was a little bit strict grading and mm -hmm. I didn't let them just write little one word answers because mm -hmm. I really wanted them to get what she was trying to, you know, get out of them. And, um, so reading through um, the different events in history and then learning how to apply them and what we can learn from them. Oh, I saw them grow so much um, in this course. 
So. I wish I would have had America's story. I was I didn't love history until college. I had a great mm -hmm. storytelling history teacher in college. Mm -hmm. So that's really the only time I remember liking to go to history class. Mm -hmm. So I know I would have loved using Angela's. Oh, yeah. We love history. It's our family's favorite subject, pretty much. Okay. We like all the other ones, too. Mm -hmm. But history is our favorite. Williamsburg is our favorite place to go for. It's our home away from home. Neat. So um, one time we went to Disney World and we went to the Hall of the Presidents. And we had enjoyed Disney at that time. This was years and years ago. But Julia, uh, my oldest, looks down and gets my attention. Mom, it's a history thing. <laughs> <laughs> we love history. That's terrific. But, Love it. So are there any other curriculum you want to share with us? Well, this is my last one. This was the first course that I got for myself. Okay. Um, I did History of the World, and I just wanted to read it for myself. I really was curious about taking the world for Jesus, world history in light of the Great Commission. And oh, this book was really neat. It's highlighted all through as I've been reading it because just seeing the power of the gospel. I think we just, you cannot underestimate the power of the gospel in governments, mm. in countries, but in our own homes too. Right. And this one just really opened my eyes to see um, world history in a different light. And then we read the book that goes with it, um, Adventures of Missionary Heroism. We used this for our morning book um, one year, and we were just so drawn in many mornings in tears, crying oh, nice. over the stories that these missionaries went through, um, the hardships, and yet they kept on going. Mm -hmm. And they kept a firm hold of the faith and um, gave their all. So we're going to be using that this year, um, right. my high schoolers, and our theme this year is going to be um, the gospel in world history. So we have world story and history of the world going to happen in our home. And we're going to focus on missionaries. I love that you have that theme. And mm -hmm. I love biographies of missionaries. Mm -hmm. Great for God is one that we have published that yes. is one of my favorites. But I admit I haven't read that one that you were just showing us. So it's going to be next it's, on my list. It's a really good one. And um, yeah, that we would come to the end of the missionary's journey. And like I said, I can't tell you how many times we were all sitting here in tears. My girls know the moment my voice changes when mm -hmm. I get emotional and they're all like, mom, are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> so just some really, and I think it just gives us such a perspective of how blessed we are and how much we take for granted. Well, and that is the real danger in America mm -hmm. is taking things for granted because our forefathers did such mm -hmm. a great job and we've been so blessed compared to other countries to be able okay. to worship and have the gospel. But we have taken it for granted, whereas the persecuted church in other countries don't take it for granted. And we see much more lavish devotion, dedication mm -hmm. to Christ in those areas. So mm -hmm. it's significant to study more than our own little bubble. Oh yeah. It is a challenge to us to 
even pray for our missionaries today. And I'm hoping we'll be able to do that this year, more a more focused prayer time for our missionaries. Mm -hmm. And to really be thankful, to get out of our comfort zone and even share the gospel with our neighbor um, and see how we can put that into action here in our home. I love that. Well, we'll have to check back with you at the end of the year and find out how that went. I'm excited for your family. Lord willing, we'll see. And I love that you have a theme for the year. That's really special. We haven't always, but last year, Last week, I put a post on the app that we were planning our year, and it doesn't always happen that year. Every year is a little different. Last year, I got so busy with the umbrella, and I did not do enough planning. So this year, we were going to focus more on planning. And as we were sitting with our books all over the floor and Mm -hmm. going through the organized mess, um, (laughs) the Lord laid it on our heart to start discussing that and discussing the courses and um, that's how it kind of came up. And we were all so excited. You could just see a fire lit under each one of my girls. And that's, you know, just praise the Lord for bringing that to our mind. And uh, we'll see. So this year we are going to have that theme. <laughs> I love it. I really am excited. I do want to follow up with you on that all and right. maybe hear from, hear from the girls about how sure. that impacted them. Good mm-hmm. for you, Mama. So you told us you picked a favorite book that was non-curriculum, Answers for Homeschooling, Top 25 Questions the Critics Will Ask. And so tell us about choosing this as your favorite and why you recommend it. Well, um, about six. Well, one of our first conventions um, that we had been to, I went and heard Israel Wayne speak. Mm -hmm. And he was there with the Master Books booth and he... um, was the keynote speaker and we went and heard his session and we were blessed mightily. The Lord just was speaking through him to my husband and my mine heart, my heart mm-hmm. in a very real way. And I love coming away from the convention, just feeling so uplifted and encouraged to continue on in our homeschool journey. Um, so we had stopped by the master books booth a couple of times to talk with him and his um, sister And I went ahead and picked up a couple of his books. And it was this one and Pitching a Fit. And Pitching a Fit, well, that one grabbed my attention right away. So I sat down in the hallway there at the convention and started reading it and was drawn right in. This one I didn't get to yet. Um, So that summer, I stuck it in my suitcase to take with me on our vacation because I love reading. So if I had any time by the pool or anything, (laughs) this is what I was going to grab and read. And once again, when I picked it up and started reading, I could not put it down. And I just felt like the Lord was speaking to me and answering so many of these questions that I still had in my heart, like my heart being a critic and my heart telling me that I wasn't doing enough. And I wasn't, you know, was this really the right choice? Could my daughters be getting a better education if they were going to our church's school? And what about all the people who kept questioning me? And I really didn't have answers for that. I think this also answered a lot of questions that I just didn't know that I had. And I started reading them and it was just so encouraging. So I couldn't put it down. I finished it in just a couple of days. And now we're going through it with the book club. So I get to read it again and also hear 
the insight and the encouragement from all the moms that they're posting. So that is a really special thing too, to read this with the book club. So I'm excited to read with them. So the book club that Christy is mentioning is in our Masterbooks app. We have a great group of ladies that go through one book at a time and have discussion questions. And so this month is our, I guess it started in July. Mm -hmm. I don't know when people are listening to this right now, but if you are listening to it, check out the Masterbooks app, check out the book club. You can go back and read some posts if you want to and check, find out what they're going to be studying next. But if you are involved, you definitely want to meet the other ladies who are being encouraged and sharing their own thoughts about the book. Um, I guess I could read a couple quotes. We would love that. What I have from it. So here's the encouragement that I'm talking about that just spoke to my heart. Um, this first quote that I have is a question that I always hear from moms that I don't have enough patience for my kids. I don't think mm. I could stand being with them all day. And whenever they said that, it kind of put me back a little bit because I could say the same thing. I am not perfect. Do not put me on a pedestal. I have just as many sinful moments in my home that I'm sure you have in yours. So when I read this, it just really spoke to my heart. He says, allow the pressures of being with your children all day, their bad attitudes and laziness, etc., to drive you to your knees. When you feel completely at the end of yourself, that's a great place to be. That is where God wants you. Then you know that you must rely completely on him and his grace. At the end of yourself is where you will find Christ and his perfect faithfulness. It's not all about us. It's all about him. It's not about what we do, but rather what he does in and through us. I love that. Wow. Yeah. It, did, it is. And it just, and now when someone says that to me, that, oh, I could never have enough patience to homeschool my children. I now have a better answer. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew that already, but this really helped me put it in words to be able to speak to other moms. I love that. And I love Second Corinthians 12, 9 that talks about, I will boast to the Lord about my weakness. Mm -hmm. And then the power of Christ will come and rest on me. Mm -hmm. And I know the Lord has convicted me often for just living in a comfort zone and not doing anything that would make me uncomfortable or anxious or feel yeah. like I couldn't do well. But that totally removes his glory mm -hmm. from a situation if we're not relying on him to do that impossible thing or thing that feels impossible, even if he's calling us to do it and we're the ones saying, I don't think I can. But yeah. We get to have a testimony of his power and his love and his sound mind and his faithfulness. If we do say, okay, God, I'm going to, I invite you to let your power rest <laughs> on me here in my impatience. Yeah. And that is another reason that his book, um, Pitching a Fit is a great fit. Oh, all yeah. about how you as a parent can learn to not pitch a fit as mm -hmm. often mm -hmm. in, in life and in homeschooling. Right. And you said first Timothy one, seven, one of my favorite verses to not have that spirit of fear, right. um, but of power and love and a sound mind. And it is when we come to the end of ourself. And I think that's one of the main things that homeschooling has showed me how much I need the Lord on a daily basis, moment by moment. And it actually leads into the next quote, okay. um, just how much 
we can rely on the Lord and he is so faithful. Um, this is, there is a story. Well, the question is, are you cut out for this? And probably most of us moms would say no, but <laughs> yes, we are because we are their mom and God has given us these children and he will equip us. So there is a story I love of Susanna Wesley, the mother of evangelist John and songwriter Charles. At times, living in a small house with numerous children, she would feel overwhelmed. She had no place to go to get away from the chaos. So to have a reset, she would take her apron and throw it over her head and take five minutes of prayer and quiet time alone with the Lord. Her children had learned not to interrupt mother when she was taking five. Sometimes it's hard to find a quiet place, but the place to go in our moments of stress or feeling overwhelmed is to the Lord in prayer. So I love that. That is one of my favorite stories about prayer and yeah. being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So, and I have one more if we have time. Sure. Um, and this one is how can you time find time for everything? And this is something we've been discussing in the app recently. Mm -hmm. There is, there's no time for everything, it feels like. And I can either be a really good homeschool mom one day, or I can be a really, really good wife and, you know, mother. Um, you feel like you can't always juggle both. It can be overwhelming. Um, so here, this is about um, Brooke Wayne does this chapter. Okay. And she says, raising a family, homeschooling, and really living in our homes means there are nitty gritty, genuine messes. There will be spilled brownie batter, stacks of books, homeschool papers, and dirty laundry. Eventually, those little children will grow up and the dust will settle. It's in the very middle of this beautiful, sometimes chaotic life that we can truly invest in our families. While you strive for keeping a functional home, don't forget to love the people who make up your family. Oh, my goodness. I love that. So that's why this book just really, I came away from that vacation refreshed, but I came away ready to come home and jump into my homeschooling, just recharged. And that's why this is one of my favorites. I love that. And so we want to refresh a couple of you who are listening today. We want to give a copy away, a digital copy away of Israel Wayne's book, Answers for Homeschooling, Top 25 Questions the Critics Ask. So just comment in the app and then the Moms of Masterbooks Facebook group, and we'll be choosing a winner. So thank you so much, Christy, for being a part of the app, really helping other moms in the homeschool arena, helping them understand Masterbooks, answering their questions. I know you do that in your umbrella school with your church. Mm -hmm. So you are a busy mama. You are a busy lady, but you are doing it under the power of the Lord and his Holy Spirit. And we're just so thankful for you and your sweet spirit and your family and how you are raising game changers for the next generation who will carry the gospel, who will know the gospel and carry the gospel into the future. So mm -hmm. I've asked Christy to pray for all of you who are listening to pray for your family. So we want to do that now. Okay. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time that we could spend together. We thank you for the call that you have placed on our hearts to homeschool our children. Thank you, Lord, for our country that gives us the freedom to teach our children at home and for those who have gone before to fight for these freedoms. Lord, we are confident of this very thing, 
that he which hath begun a good work in each one of us and in our homes will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that you have started a work in our homes and in our hearts. Lord, would you mold us and make us into the vessels that are used for your honor and your glory. And this I pray, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and all discernment for these families. Lord, as they choose their curriculum, as they begin or continue in their continue on in their homeschool year, and as they disciple their children each day with whatever arises. Lord, may each one approve those things that are excellent, honest, and true in their lives so that they may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Lord, would you fill them and their children with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. And may all of this be to the glory and praise of God. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think, Lord, to you be glory in the church by Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. That's one of my favorite verses, Ephesians 3, 21. It is. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Christy. This was a wonderful time. I'm so excited for everyone to be a part of this episode, and we look forward to seeing you in the app. Take care. Thank you. Bye, everybody. We'll see you on the next show. Hey, thanks for joining us today for the Master Books podcast. It was really fun to do this with you today. We hope that you'll take a moment and rank and review the podcast wherever you are listening or watching so that others can find it more easily. We loved having you here and we look forward to being with you on the next podcast. It comes out every other week, Mondays at 5 a.m. See you then.